Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to an episode of the Isaiah Kit Podcast. Welcome back, welcome back. So I'm, 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 I'm back real soon. I told you guys I'm back on the grind. Football season, the NFL season is less than 50 days away. College football is right around the corner. It's a lot to get into, a lot to cover. Um, you know, I, I, I last episode, the previous episode, I talked about Russell Westbrook, talked about some quarterbacks and so forth, even talked about Trey Lance. Um, but the big news of the day is obviously Kyla Mary. Kyla Mary, or the news that's going to be circulating throughout the next couple of days, I should say, uh, is Kyla Mary getting a, a new five-year extension from the Arizona Cardinals. So obviously, I'm going to talk about that. We're going to break that down. Um but let's get into it. Let's not let's not waste too much time. I'm excited. Hope you guys are excited. Um, yeah, I'm 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 ready to get back in the groove of things. You know, I'm like I said, I'm back on the grind. So um, football, cause you know, football season is right around the corner. So we back on it. We re- really back on it. No more vacay. <laughs> but uh, shouts out to everybody listening. Shouts out to all the first time listener uh, listeners. If you are a first time listener, shouts out to you. Big ups, big ups, big ups. Uh, shouts out to all the regular listeners. If you are a regular listener of this podcast, I greatly, greatly appreciate you. Um, and you know this is why I do it. So thank you guys tuning in, tapping in with me. So let's get it started. Let's let's get it started. Um, like I said, the breaking news: Kyla Mary. Gets a new five-year extension from the Cardinals. Um, and we've been covering this situation, this topic, this story um, since the rumblings. Basically, after the Cardinals playoff loss, uh, not too long not too long after, uh, Kyla Murray kind of went ghost. You know, he, he made some cryptic, you know, some cryptic uh, social media decisions and ideas and so forth, um, hinting at a possible extension. And now, right before preseason, he gets it uh, right here in July. So uh, the deal, it's a five-year, $230 million deal, $160 million guaranteed. Um, and that's a forty. That's an annually, uh, the annual salary is $46 million per year. That comes in second behind Aaron Rodgers. And I know a lot of people, the first, the first reaction or the first, you know, Everybody's first take would be like, whoa, whoa, Kyler Murray got a lot of money. That's a lot of money for Kyler Murray. And, I, you, you know, I, I often, you know, listen to other videos, other people's podcasts. And the question with Kyler Murray, and, and we even talked about it, me and Ron, on a previous episode when we were discussing um, the top 10 quarterbacks list. A lot of people talk about what's Kyler Murray's ceiling. I always hear that. What is his ceiling? And he's such a young guy going into his fourth year. Um, and, and steadily from every year, from his rookie year to his second to his second year, and then this past year, we have seen a steady just improvement. And with and you guys know how I feel about Kyler Murray. I think he's one of the most lethal and dangerous players, not just quarterbacks, but players in football that we have today. So he's a really, really special talent. But I'll often hear the question, well, what is his ceiling? What is his ceiling? What is Kyler's ceiling? And honestly, I don't think we know. It's like I think when we ask that question, 
what is a quarterback's ceiling or what is a player's ceiling, period? I think we often forget how many elements really come into play in terms of when we're discussing someone's um, or Kyler Murray, just in particular, Kyler Murray's ceiling, right? What is his ceiling? Well, I would, I, I don't, like I said, I don't know. The first initial thing is co- head coaching. Coaching matters. Like, coaching matters. Ask Matthew Stafford. Coaching matters. Ask Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, like, ask a lot of great quarterbacks. Ask Patrick Mahomes. Coaching matters. So I would make the argument, I'm not sure, and you guys know, I'm, I'm not I'm not the biggest Cliff Kingsbury fan. Um, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I don't think he's the right coach for Arizona. I don't, I don't think he's the right, I don't think he's going to be the guy that gets Arizona over the top. I think he's okay. I think he's okay. He's like a middle of the pack NFL coach. It's not horrible. He's not bad, but he's not great either. He's not really good. He's like, okay. He's the middle of the pack. Really? He's an okay coach. So like, I'm not even sure if Kyler Mary has the right coach, but like I was saying, Kyler Mary, his ceiling, we don't know. But what we do know is he is an elite talent. He is an elite talent. And, you know, when this when when the when the story first broke that Kyler Mary was in search of a new contract or a contract extension, I was in favor of the Arizona Cardinals paying Kyler Mary. Now, that doesn't mean I don't have my questions. That doesn't mean, I, like, I'm I'm still skeptical on his health and the longevity of things. Um, I, I have my question marks for sure. But he's an elite talent. Kyler Murray, and his, he's an elite talent. And you got to ask yourself. Anybody that's questioning this move by the Cardinals, ask yourself. What are the Cardinals without Kyler Murray? And it's the same argument I use for Lamar Jackson. In terms of Lamar Jackson, his contract talks, what are the Baltimore Ravens without Lamar Jackson? Last year, we kind of got a glimpse of that. What are the Cardinals without Kyler Murray? Well, I can remember because that was, it wasn't too long ago when they were a dumpster fire. They were complete garbage. Arizona was lousy and irrelevant. Lousy and irrelevant without Kyler Murray. That's what they that's what they were without Kyler. So you gotta ask yourself when 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 you question certain guys getting paid, and like I said, I'm I I I I like this deal for Arizona and Kyler Murray. I don't think it's necessarily a team friendly deal, but I don't think it's a team unfriendly deal either. Like I don't think this deal puts Arizona in the hole financially. I think there's they can still be able, they can still go out and sign players and get dudes. They can still they can still remove the around the salary. So his contract, it's not like I said, it's not team friendly, but it's not like bad. It's not it doesn't put Arizona in a huge hole. But what are they? What are the Cardinals without him? If you and and when you get to that conclusion or that answer, you know. Like I said, it wasn't that long ago where Arizona, three years ago, they were lousy and irrelevant and a dumpster fire. So, and you and, and you look at Kyler, in some eyes, he's a top 10, he, in, in, in most people's eyes, he's somewhere in between like top 10, 12, top 12 quarterback. That's what he is. 
he he's at least a top 12 quarterback in football. Like that that like that's what it is. Over the past couple of years with his improvement with his, with his with his emergence, he's like a top 12 quarterback. So he's one of the best 12 quarterbacks in the league. That's really hard to find. That's really hard to find. And you got to ask yourself, has he improved each year like each year from his rookie year to his second year to his third year, he has improved. So each year he has improved along, and that's also with team success. So as he's gotten better, the Arizona Cardinals have gotten better. So it's not just him putting up really good numbers and the Cardinals aren't winning or the Cardinals aren't like, no, 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 no. He's, in, he's improving. He's getting better. And the Cardinals are experiencing more team success. But at, like each and every year. Franchise quarterbacks just don't grow on trees. They just don't. So when you have a so when you identify an elite talent, and this can go for like really any any industry, any market. But when you identify but for quarterbacks, there's 32 of them. About 10 to 12 of them you can win a Super Bowl with. I think Kyler Murray is that guy that you, he's one of those 12 to 10, he's one of those 10 to 12 guys that you can win a Super Bowl with. He's one of those guys. As a team, as a franchise, got to ask yourself, do we have one of those guys? Yes. Is he an elite talent? Yes. Then what's the question? Like, what are we without him? We kind of stink without him. (laughs) Like, franchise quarterbacks just don't grow on trees. So when you have a when you have when you identify your guy and he's an elite talent and you have him young and it's time to pay him, pay him sooner than later. Because if you wait, it only gets more expensive. The longer you wait, it only gets more expensive. And I know, like I said, I know a lot of people are gonna say, whoa. $160 million guaranteed. They're going to look at the $230 million contract, $46 million salary. They're going to be like, whoa, whoa, that's a lot. That's a lot. And in its context, like contextualizing everything, looking at what quarterbacks are going to be getting over the past, over the couple, over the, you know, w- looking at what quarterbacks, the contracts over the past couple of years, and then looking ahead into the future, hmm. If we're contextualizing everything, it's not really a lot. If we're contextualizing everything, right now it's the second highest annual salary for, for the quarterback position. But first of all, that money don't even kick in yet. But then also, two to three years later, when that money actually does start to kick in, he'll probably be there'd be more quarter there'd be other quarterbacks that'd be getting similar or more money. So like in two to three years, he'll probably be what the fifth. Six highest paid quarterback annually in terms of annual salary. Just just judging and looking uh, like future projections on how these salaries are going to look and go. Like, yeah. So, I mean, in the granular things, okay, yeah, it's a lot of money. And I'm happy for Kyler. He got his money. And I think for the Cardinals, it's a win too because you remain you remain relevant. You remain in contention. I think the Cardinals... Uh, I had them. I think I had them in my top ten list. I don't actually. Did I have them in my top ten list? I think I did. I think I did. You remain relevant. You remain in contention. You got your guy. 
But you're more relevant and more viable as a team with Kyler Murray as your quarterback. That, that I think I think that's just the way to go. That's that's just how that's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. Sorry, like, and you got to ask yourself because, and I know as an NFL coach, I always think to myself, it got to be so difficult as an NFL coach on your way to the practice facility, on your way to the game on Sundays, and you know you don't have a guy at the quarterback position that can get it done. It's probably no other fit. Like, I think there's an NFL. Being a head coach is a great job. But if you don't have a franchise caliber quarterback, you're not gonna you're not gonna have that job for long. Because it's so damn difficult to consistently and constantly win in this league if you don't have one of those franchise caliber guys. Arizona has that guy in Kyler Murray. They have that guy. He is the closest thing to Russell Wilson right now in the game. He's the closest thing to Russell Wilson right now. And I would argue and I would say he's more he's a he's a little bit more athletic and elusive than Russell Wilson is at this point. Like he's more elusive and more athletic. Uh now obviously Russell is a, a little bit more experienced and seasoned. Russell uh mentally, you know, mentally he can schematically break down the game probably a little bit better. Um you know, Russell but they but he he is as close as you can get to Russell Wilson in this league. He's as close as you can get. He, he actually he's Russell Wilson. He's just a little bit more elusive than Russell. But Russell's more seasoned, uh, a more seasoned passer, a more fluent passer. But Kyler, he had a 69 completion percentage last year. So you can take away his legs and his legs, and, and here's where my concerns are. And here's where some more concerns and questions, question marks. You take away Kyler's legs. Is he the same guy? Does Is he just as dynamic with his arm? I would argue his legs make it like his legs take him to another level in terms of playing the, playing the position. Him utilizing his legs or being able to utilize his legs and athleticism, it takes his game to another level and it makes him very 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 difficult to stop but he he does have a decent touch like he he throws a pretty football his completion percentage is pretty high 69% that's 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 damn good that's what it was last year so you ask yourself okay is he as dynamic without his legs uh, no but he still is a decent thrower of the football it's decent enough a still a really good thrower of the football and then also the trend. I've always have pointed out this trend with Arizona. But over the past couple of years, Arizona, they have started off really, really hot. First seven, first seven, eight weeks of the year, they start off really hot. This past year was the prime example. Kyler Mary looked for like for the like first seven, eight weeks, probably looked like the best player in football. But then at some point, midway through the season. He gets hurt. Arizona, you know, they start to cool off, cool down a little bit. And then the second half of the year, the wheels just completely fall off. 
and they're just they're they're barely making it across the finish line. So that that's the trend we're seeing with Arizona. With Arizona, some of that had to do with Kyler and his injuries over the past couple of years. Some of that I think has to do with Cliff Kingsbury and his coaching. I don't I, like I said I don't think he's a good coach. I don't think he's an elite coach. I think he's okay. So I think that's why Arizona, you know, that's part of the reason why Arizona experienced some of the second half downfalls that they that they have experienced over the past couple of years. And then the wheels just fall off. And then in the playoff game, they didn't look like they wanted to be there. Kyler Murray didn't look like they wanted to be there. So those are just my questions. Those are just my concerns. But overall, I'm happy for the Cardinals. I'm happy for Kyler Murray. I think both sides win. I, does Kyler Murray, like, I'm not saying he's going to win your Super Bowl. I'm not saying he's going to win you plenty of playoff games. But he gives you the possibility of doing that. Like, he gives you a shot at doing that. He gives you a chance at doing that. Any given Sunday, Kyler Murray can win you a football game. With his, with his, with his talents, he can go out and win you a football game. Any given Sunday. Because he has those type of capabilities and traits. It's, 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 it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Ask yourself, what, what are the Arizona Cardinals without Kyler Murray? Yeah, I know their ownership has improved. They've, made, they've gone out and, you know, they've become very aggressive in free agency. They have gotten some weapons and so forth. But ask yourself, why are they able to do that? Because they have a young emerging talent at quarterback position in Kyler Murray. So, I think, um, like I said, I think he deserved to be paid. Um, I don't disagree with the contract. Uh, like I said, people are going to say it's a lot. It, and it, it is, but in, in the retrospect of things and, and adding context, it's not. Because, like I said, over the, over the next two, three years, hell, in the next six months, there's going to be a quarterback. Look at Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. At the, at the end of this year, one of them is going to probably get a contract extension, and they're going to get it. <laughs> they're going to get it. And next two to three years, Kyler Mary's annual salary is probably going to be fifth, sixth, highest in the league. It won't even be second anymore. It won't even be second anymore. That's how I feel about it. Um, and also, I'll, I'll always say, look at your division. Look at your division. L just look at your division. Kyler Murray, you're in the NFC. Arizona, you're in the NFC West. So you got the Rams, Sean McVay. You got the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, the Seahawks. You know, we'll see what they do. We'll, we'll see what happens. But look at the coaches in your division. You, There's an argument. That okay, you definitely you at best you have mm, excuse me at best you have the third best coach in your division at best. Some would argue. I know some prob some people would probably argue that Pete Curl is better than Cliff Kingsbury. There's an argument to be had there, but at best you have the third best coach in your division. With Kyler Murray at the quarterback position. I don't know. I don't know. From week to week, you may have the best quarterback in your division. From week to week, I was still, you know, if I had to pick one guy, between if I had to pick between Stafford or Kyler, 
for a whole year, I would probably pick Stafford. But from a to but to a week to week basis or a game to game basis, you arguably have the best quarterback in the division. Like depending on the Sunday, you might be like Kyler Murray can outdo Matthew Stafford. Depending on the Sunday, now, now like I said, I would still take Matthew Stafford, but you got to. But I always talk about this in terms of paying quarterbacks and so forth. Look, look, take a look at your division. Who do you have in your division? NFC West, like I said, you arguably have the third, you like at best, the third best coach. At best, because McVay, Cal Shanahan, those are the top dogs. <laughs> like there's no argument there. So you at best, you have the third best coach on a game-to-game basis. With you with you keeping Kyle and Mary, you have the second best, if not the best quarterback in the division same thing with Lamar Jackson you gotta ask yourself if you're Baltimore you gotta pay Lamar Jackson what are you without him what are the Ravens without Lamar Jackson oh yeah that's right we saw a glimpse of that last year things were a little rough life was a little rough for Baltimore but look Look at your division. You got Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. You got, obviously, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Pittsburgh, it's Pittsburgh. Got to ask yourself, oh, we're going to need a quarterback. We're going to need a guy that can get us over the top. Lamar Jackson is is one of those 12 guys, in my estimate. He's one of those 12 guys. You look at, uh, like I I mentioned, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. They're going to be looking for extensions, you know, the next year or two. When it's time for them to get their extension, you got to ask yourself, look at your division. If you're the Chargers, look at and the Chargers, they're not going to waste any time with Justin Herbert. You know, Justin Herbert, he, the, the kid's a baller. So they're not going to waste no time with Justin Herbert. But you got to ask yourself, look at Justin Herbert. Look at, look at the, if you're the Chargers, look at the AFC West. You got Holmes and Andy Reid. Holmes ain't going nowhere. You got Russell Wilson in, in, in Denver. Russell Wilson, he's still, you know, he's in his early 30s. Got Derek Carr in the, in the Raiders. Like, got to pay him. Joe Burt, look at Cincinnati. Joe, like I said, it's obviously Cincinnati. They're probably not gonna waste no time. When that, when, when it's time to Joe, when it's time to pay Joe Burrow, when it's time to pay Justin Herbert, their franchise is probably not gonna. They're not gonna waste any time. But just look at their division. You gotta ask yourself, okay, we, you know, Baltimore has Lamar, Cleveland has Deshaun. Like, we gotta pay our quarter. We gotta pay our quarterback. That's that's how I look at it. You gotta pay your quarterback. Got to pay your quarterback. So that's my that's my stance. Um, I gave you guys a little twenty minute thing, twenty minute rant. Um, <laughs> as to why I think uh, Arizona should sign Kyler Mary, but that's what it is. That that's what it is. Like, uh, they, you seen you have seen steady improvement over his first three years. Every year, each and every year, he has improved. Like I said, there there is some question marks in terms of his health. And his size, like he ain't gonna grow, <laughs> he ain't gonna grow two, three more inches. So like, it is what it is. But there is some, you know, you 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 kind of wave on the caution, the side of caution in terms of his injuries. He's had, he's been he's been nicked up, banged up a couple times. But you gotta ask yourself, what are you without? What do you look like without Calamari if you're the Cardinals? We've kind of seen that. 
wasn't too pretty three years ago. So that's what it is. Uh, that's that. That's what it is with Kyler Murray and Arizona Cardinals. Congratulations. Shouts out to Kyler for getting his money. Um, in Arizona, you know, like I said, I don't think it's it's not a team friendly deal, but it's not an unteam friendly deal, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you gotta roll with the punches, roll where they may. Uh and yeah, I that's my stance on that. Uh so we're gonna move forward. Uh there's more news to get to throughout the NFL, throughout the sports world. So we're gonna get to that after this quick break. All right, so more on this Kyla Mary contract situation, right? Um, and as I told you guys, I think Kyler should have gotten paid. I think you look at a you look at a team like Arizona, you look at a franchise like Arizona, like think about Arizona's franchise history. They in 1988, they moved from St. Louis to Arizona. And ever since then, they have been in search and dire need of a homegrown franchise guy. They have never had it. They have never had it. The Cardinals as an organization, as a fr- they have never had it in their team's history. The you don't you know the Cardinals longest tended quarterback is Jake Plummer for 6 seasons. Jake Plummer. That's the Cardinals in in in, in Arizona history. That is the Cardinals' longest tendered quarterback. If Kyler Murray finish out this contract, he'll he'll obviously become, you know, the Cardinals' longest tendered quarterback. But Carson Palmer, they've rented. Kurt Warner, they've rented. And they have just been in dire need of finding the guy. Throwing stuff at the wall, hoping it sticks, and it doesn't. And they were so desperate to the point where they they drafted jo- Josh Rosen. A lot of people thought they picked them pretty high. They reached for Josh Rosen, which I think they did. But other factors, they, they fired Steve Wilkes after, after, after one year. They got rid of Josh Rosen after one year. And they went they went back in the, the draft the following year and drafted Kyler Murray. Because they like we need to get we, like Josh Rosen didn't work can't work not gonna work gotta get Kyler Murray <laughs> that's literally what they did that's that's literally what they did and keep this in mind let's keep this in mind this contract situation like I said or 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 Kyler Murray's contract and Deshaun Watson's contract I think really really sets the market up differently because like i said i think kyler should have gotten paid but there are question marks nobody thinks kyler mary is a great quarterback like nobody thinks he's great i think he i think most people would say he's a special talent he's a really good talent he possesses some of the traits to be great but he's not a great quarterback at this moment. He's really good. He's good. He's a good quarterback. He is, he is uh like I say, he's between top 10, top 12. He's a really good, he's a really good quarterback. But he's not great. He's not elite. There was some question marks though. Obviously, the injury stuff, but then even the Arizona Cardinals questioned his maturity, his leadership. I even talked about it during the regular season. 
I said, hey, Kyler Murray sometimes has like a demonstrative attitude sometimes. You know, when things aren't going his way, kind of pouts. That the Cardinals pointed it out themselves and said, hey, you know, Kyler, we want Kyler to work on his maturity and his leadership. And then you look at Deshaun Watson. I mean, before the allegations and stuff, he had a clean record. But now he has allegations on top of allegations on top of allegation. And if you've been, I mean, if you just, if, I mean, if you haven't been living under a rock over the past year and a half, you obviously know what's going on, what's happening with Deshaun Watson. So you look at, you, and I already talked about this in the first segment, but you look at a guy like Lamar Jackson. You look at a guy, look at guys like Justin Herbert. You look at guys like Joe Burrow. You look at guys like Russell Wilson, who's up for a contract extension this, after this year. So you look at Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, because he's probably the next guy that's going to get paid. Lamar Jackson go to Baltimore. He's like, I don't have any character issues. I don't, like, nobody questions my leadership. No one questions my maturity. No one, I, I don't have cases after case, uh, you know, over my head. I should be making more of those guys. And quite frankly, I've done more than those guys. That's Lamar Jackson's case. That's Lamar Jackson's argument. I've won an MVP in this league. Those guys haven't. And I don't come with the character. I don't come with the character flaws. I don't come with Kyler Murray's demonstrative attitude. Nobody questions my leadership. And I don't have cases upon cases just swinging over my head. Russ Wilson, good character guy. High character guy. Plus, Russell Wilson has been he like he's elite. He has shown to be elite. So of course he's gonna get paid. And then you look at guys like Justin Herbert. I told you, like I said in the first segment, when it's time for Justin Herbert to get his money, the Chargers won't hesitate because it looks to be it look like it looks like Justin Herbert. He is the future of quarterbacking. It's, it looks like he is the prototypical prototype. Like he looks like he's the future of the quarter of quarterbacks. Six five, six six, big kid, strong arm. He's had the most passing yards and the most touchdowns out of any second year quarterback any in, a, in any quarterback's first two years. Justin Herbert, he's had the most. So he so he's going to get his money. Joe Burrow, he's already gotten to a Super Bowl. He just he just finished one full season. He's already gotten to a Super Bowl. Kyler and Deshaun, they haven't even sniffed that. So, of course, those guys are going to get their money. And here's the key number. Here's the key number that I want you guys to keep in mind. 15%. 15%. I'm going to explain to you why 15% is an important and key number and a, a number to remember. 15%. Now, when trying to win a Super Bowl, we all understand and we all somewhat have some type of understanding of what your contract, your team's contract situation has to look like. You have to have a certain cap situation in order to win the Super Bowl. That's been proven. That's been proven. And here is why 
the number 15% is so critical and important. Historically, and I say historically, in the history of the NFL, in the history of Super Bowls, there has been no player that has taken up 15% or more of his team's salary cap and won a Super Bowl. No player. Ever. 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 15%. That's why that number is so important. So, I repeat it again, but you can look at it, you can go back, like, no player in NFL history has taken up has taken up 15% or more of their team's salary cap and have won the Super Bowl. No player's ever done it. The player that's closest to it is obviously Tom Brady. 2020 Tom Brady, he he took up 14% of the Buccaneers cap space. Not 15, but 14%. Peyton Manning, he took up 13%. But that's Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. That's Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Matthew Stafford last year took up 11% of the Rams cap. He won the Super Bowl last year, obviously. So, you got to ask yourself, you're looking at these, and I told you, I know the Kyla contract is huge. The numbers, the 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 figures that you see, it, it, the figures are are huge. They are, but in the grand scheme of things, now that I, as I talked about, you look at Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, those four guys alone are going to probably match. Or eclipse what Russell, what, what, what Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson are making. They're probably going to eclipse that, because as I already talked about, you know what their leverage is going to be. I don't come with character flaws. That's Lamar Jackson. That's that's Lamar Jackson's leverage. Justin Herbert, he like I said, he seems like he's going to be the future of quarterbacks. He's the future of the quarterbacking position. But let me go back. Let me get back to this. The number 15% is so important. That is why it's an important that, that's why it's important. No player has taken up 15% or more of his team's salary cap and have won a Super Bowl. So you ask yourself. Now, Isaiah, can it can that change? Can that change? With the because with the way how the salary cap is projecting, it can change. It can. I don't know, will it? But either two things are going to happen. This whole 15% anomaly changes. Or teams that's just handing out these large lump sum quarterback contracts, they are giving themselves a very very, very small margin of error in terms of filling up their roster everywhere else. 
That's, that's the only two things that can happen. This whole 15% narrative notion changes. The fact that the, the only two things can happen. The fact that no player in NFL history has taken up 15% of his team's cap and have won the Super Bowl, or these teams that's giving out these large contracts to quarterbacks are giving themselves a very slim margin of error to really mess up everywhere else in their roster or anywhere else in their roster. Because if you're giving a, if you're giving a quarterback that type of money, you got to be perfect elsewhere on your roster. Like you can't make no mistakes. And I can give you the guys in 2022 that's entering into that 15% threshold. Kirk Cousins, he's going to be taking up 15% of the Minnesota Vikings cap. Patrick Mahomes at 17%. And then at Ryan Tannehill at 19%. Ryan Tannehill has the largest cap hit in the league at 19%. He's taking up 19% of the Titans <laughs> of the Titans salary gap. And nobody thinks Ryan Tannehill is a top 10 quarterback. Nobody thinks Ryan Tannehill is a top 12 quarterback. And he's taken up nearly 20% of the Titans salary gap. We don't think like we think the Titans are going to be pretty competitive. We think that, you know, they have been a playoff team, you know, over the last couple of years, but we don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. And if the and, and according to cap projections, if the cap stays according to if it if if the, if the projections are correct in 2023, I'm going to give you the list of names, the list of quarterbacks that's that would be entering in, into that 15% threshold. Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, and Matt Ryan. So the list got even longer in 2023 if the if projections, you know, if the projections are correct. Those are the list of quarterbacks that will be in that 15% threshold, and we know what that means. Now, like I said, this could change. This could change. This could change. But in the history throughout the league, there's been no player that has taken up that amount of that amount of salary cap space and their team has gone on to win the Super Bowl. That's just not the formula. That's just not the formula. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. But this is kind of this, 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 the way the route that these quarterback contracts are going, you are essentially eliminating mid-tier quarterbacks. That Essentially, that's what it is. You're eliminating middle-of-the-class quarterbacks. And think to yourself, who is in the league right now? Who is the most average court? Like he's a, and I, I have his name already, but I want you guys to guess it. Who was the most average quarterback in the league? Like he is the most middle of the pack quarterback in the league. Let me know if you guessed it. I don't know how you'll let me know, but are we thinking the same name? 
the most middle of the pack quarterback in the league is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's literally like he's literally the most middle. He's probably the most average quarterback in the league. 49ers got to the NFC Championship game with him. You ask yourself, what's his price? $27.5 million. Teams don't even want to pick that up. <laughs> Teams don't even want him. Teams don't want to even put up that put. They don't even want to pick up that $27 million price tag. And he is the most average quarterback in the league. He's probably the most average guy in the league. So guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, guys like Ryan Tannehill, guys like Kirk Cousins, where we know they are not elite. They are not elite. They're not, they're not the guys that's going to put you over the top and win a Super Bowl with. But they're also not going to be the quarterback of a team that's going to that's going to go like 4 and 13. Like it's just not going to happen. Like they're 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 a little bit better than that. Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, they're all good enough where they can get you to the playoffs. Like if you had the right roster pieces around them, the right coach, like they get you to the playoffs, but they don't get you over the top. They don't get you, they they just don't give you that shot to win the Super Bowl. Like they they keep you in the hunt, they keep you teasing at it, but they don't give they don't give you a real shot at winning the Super Bowl. They don't. They just don't. So you gotta ask yourself as a franchise, if we if we have Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins, if we have those type of quarterbacks, do we pay them 35 to $40 million? Or do we just let them walk and we stink for a few years and then we get our quarterback, like we draft the quarterback? And like I said, this was the same predicament. This is kind of the predicament that the Cardinals win as a franchise. They have been desperate. They have been desperate to find a franchise guy. So desperate. After one year, they let Josh, they let Josh Rosen go. And they went after Kyler Murray. I think, I think we're gonna see more stuff like that happen. I think we're gonna see more teams. Do what the Cardinals did. I really think so. I think we're gonna see more teams take that approach. Hey, this guy don't work. Okay, we gotta move. We we made a mistake. He's not gonna be elite. We gotta hurry up and move off and pivot. So you gotta ask yourself as a franchise. If you don't have that franchise quarterback, does it make sense to give Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, that $35, $40 million contract? Or do you say, hey, let's draft a guy and pay him, let's pay this rookie, let's pay this young guy $10 million for four years? Because now we live in a league where Teams, they pay their quarterbacks. If you if you have a quarterback that you think that you that you think can be elite, 
and I'm saying elite. If you think you have, if you, if teams, if you think your quarterback, if you think your guy has a chance to be elite, you now you have to sign them and give them that big money. And like I said, you don't know if they're elite. You don't know if they're elite or not, or if they can be elite or not. You think they can be elite, and you give them the money. Point and example: Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray is not elite, but he has certain traits, and he's a he's a very special talent. Not elite though, but the Cardinals think he can be elite. They gave him the money, but when you do that, back to that fifteen percent number. When you do that, you have to hit. On everything else on your roster. You cannot have gaping holes in your roster. Or you just won't be a real Super Bowl threat. So you gotta, you gotta, like your best defensive player. Can't afford your best defensive player to be hurt. You know, those first round wideries, those first round picks. Those those first round guys that you're taking, you know, those guys, those receivers you take in the first round. They gotta hit. Your left tackle gotta hit. You gotta have a, you gotta have the offensive line. Left tackle, you 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 gotta have a pretty good discount. You, you your your margin for error is very slim when you're giving your quarterback forty, forty-five, fifty million dollars a year. People wonder why Aaron Rodgers hasn't won a Super Bowl. Look at his salary cap number. Look at his salary cap number. When Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl, he was not making 15% of the Packers' salary cap. He was not taking up 15% of the Packers' salary cap. I can, I can assure you that. He's making $50 million. <laughs> I don't think the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. I just don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl this year or even next year. I, I, it this whole situation in turn of how we looking at the quarterback position and the way how these guys are getting paid, it is very it's very telling that the mid level quarterback, the mid tier quarterback, is being eliminated. It's being eliminated. It's being eliminated. That's all it is. Like I said, I'm not. I'm. I, I don't disagree with the Cardinals. I understand why the Cardinals paid Kyler Murray. I got it. Kyler, he keeps them relevant. He keeps them in contention. Hell, everything, every damn near every roster move, especially offensively. The car that the Cardinals have made over the past three years have been based around Kyler Murray's skill set. So the like Kyler Murray is essentially the card. He he is the Arizona Cardinals. He is the Arizona Cardinals essentially. So I, I understand why they did it, but with that, in teams in the future. You, 
your the margin for error is very slim in terms of filling up the ro- the rest of your roster. It's very slim. It's very slim. You can't have you can't have two three bad contracts. You can't have two three bad contracts and your quarterback making forty million dollars. No, it, it, it's just not going to work like that. And like, and that's why I say the Kyler Murray deal. It's not that. It's it's. I know the the forty six million dollars a year, the annual salary. That is a lot. But in a, it, it, after this year, not even two years from now, after this year, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, they're they're gonna get paid. They're gonna get paid, and they're gonna either. In my estimate, my my estimate, they probably get paid more than forty six million dollars per year. They probably will eclipse Kyler Murray total. They probably will. I'm I'm not sure if they're gonna get fifty like Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure they're gonna get fifty, but I think they eclipse Kyler Murray's forty six. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. I think they eclipse Kyler Murray's $46 million. Joe Burrow has already accomplished more than Kyler Murray has in just one full year. Justin Herbert, like I said, doesn't hasn't gotten to the playoffs yet, and I think he will this year. But Justin Herbert, you can just look at him and you can just see, like, this kid is totally the future. So that's what we that's that's essentially what you have. I think this is a really interesting conversation in terms of does does the with with the fifteen percent fact, hey, does that change or does that stay the same? Because if it changes, then that's a whole different ball game. But if it if 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 it effectively stays the same, where no player has taken up. 15% or more of their team's salary cap space. No player has ever done that and won the Super Bowl. If that stays the same, then we still have this argument and we still have this conversation about how teams should go about filling up the rest of their roster. Teams still have the issue and the problem of they're going to have a very slim margin of error. That's what all that's what it all comes down to. But the, but with Kyler Murray, like I said, you ha- I feel like the Cardinals you got to pay him. You 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 gave and look at this. You gave Cliff Kingsbury a contract extension. You gave the GM a contract extension. They're all tied at the hip together. So you gave Kyler you got to give Kyler Murray the contract extension. Some might say, hey, you paid them early. You didn't have to pay them early. Yeah, you didn't have to, but it, the longer you wait, the more expensive it becomes. And like I said, you have you gave Cliff Kingsbury a contract extension. You gave the GM an extension. Why not give Kyler Murray one? Why not give Kyler Murray one? I mean, I think there's a lot. This this These contracts, there's a lot of layers to it. And... But I, I I stick to this: the Deshaun Watson and the Kyler Murray deal. It 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 kind of resets the market. It resets the market because Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, especially those two guys, 
they're going to look at these contract totals and they're going to be like, we don't come with nearly the same baggage. And we have accomplished more than those guys. That That's literally the leverage. That's literally what's going to happen. We have accomplished more than those guys. And we don't nearly come with the same amount of baggage. Russell Wilson's been hurt one time. That was just that was that was last year, and he hurt his finger. So it wasn't like his knee or his shoulder or his collarbone, like or back. No, no, no. He hurt his finger. Lamar Jackson don't have cases above his head. Nobody questioned. Nobody questions Russell Wilson's character. Um, so I, I think this is a very interesting conversation. But I'm a, I'm gonna shift gears. Uh, I'm gonna move on. Uh, because I've spent a very long time talking about these contracts and quarterbacks and Kyler Murray and so forth. I'm gonna move on. Uh, I'm gonna talk about UCLA. Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Politi- politics and sports, right? <laughs> um, but I'll be back after this quick break. All right, so I want to shift gears to uh, college football. Um, and it's a topic that I've already kind of touched on, but there's some more news, uh, you know, there's some more newsworthy, talkworthy stuff that I want to talk about. So we're going to get to it. And it's, it's, it's in the Pac-12. And like I said, I discussed USC um, and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 and joining the Big Ten. And I kind of broke down the reasons as, like, their why. I broke down the reasons as to why they are leaving the Pac-12. And it's and like I said, it's, it's been quite obvious at the for, like at the forefront of things and looking at the big picture. If you've been watching the Pac-12 or lack thereof, like, people are not watching the Pac-12. Like, we have gotten into the different economic flow and, you know, with it, with all that entails, and you know, as to why I think it makes sense for USC and UCLA to lead the Pac-12 and join the Big Ten. Well, you know, Governor of California, Gavin Newsom, Governor of California, he um, he is outraged and furious, and he is demanding that UCLA gives him a reason. As to why they're leaving the Pac-12. Now, obviously, the Pac-12 is like you know, it's it's California's you know glorified football conference, right? Pac-12 has a lot of those teams out west. You know, obviously at Oregon, uh, not all the California teams, but like you know, Cal, obviously USC, Oregon, so forth. You know, you guys know. The point is, Governor Newsom is is furious. He's mad. He's big mad. He 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 wants so he wants a reason. And I and honestly, I kind of went over the reasons already. But I say this, and this is kind of like the hypocritical part and kind of naive of Governor Newsom, where he was, if you if I if I can remind you guys, he was at the forefront, very vocal and very supportive of NIL in college. He was very so he was very vocal about that. Governor Newsom was very, he was I, I, like I said, out of all politics, he was probably 
at the forefront. He was at the forefront and full behind NIL. The NIL, obviously we know NCAA has incorporated NIL aspect of college athletes, college sports, and it's kind of, it has a pro model to it. It's very, very similar and reminiscent to the pro model. Players are getting paid, athletes are getting paid, and so forth. Governor Newsom was all for it. He was all for it. He was at the forefront. But now he's mad because UCLA is leaving the Pac-12. They're leaving the Pac-12. And like I said, this, this is where his hypocrisy kind of comes in. Because he wanted this pro model. He was, uh, like I said, he was at the forefront of this pro model. Well, you also, yeah, like players get paid. You know, athletes get paid. You know what also happens in professional sports? Teams sometimes leave the city for money and upgrading. So, like, the Rams left St. Louis to go to L.A., they would, it was an upgrade. Money. The Raiders left Oakland to go to Vegas because it was about money. It was about upgrading. By the way, the Raiders, <clears throat> they finished number one. They were the number one team. They was the top of the league at ticket revenue, the Raiders. And they went to Vegas. They moved to Vegas. So it kind of proves my point. So with Governor Newsom, he wants the cake. He wants the he wants his cake and he wants to eat it too. He wants he he wants it all, and it's like no, you you vouched and you at the forefront of NIL and in the NCAA incorporate NILs. Well, that's a pro model, and just like how athletes get paid at the professional level, obviously. Well, the other half to that is teams leave cities. Teams leave cities, they leave cities to go to new cities because of money and upgrading. Well, that's all UCLA is doing. It's just not a city that they're leaving. It's the instead of the city, it's the conference. They're leaving the, the Pac-12 because they see, like, okay, we're in debt. And they're like, hold up. We can we can move. We can move to the Pac- we can move to the Big Ten and make two, three times the amount that we're making in the Pac-12. That makes absolutely that makes absolute sense. And that is exactly at the professional level what owners do. They leave town to go to a new city because of money and the potential the potential of upgrading. That happens in pro sports all the time. So I think it's a bit hypocritical of of, of Governor Newsom and kind of naive. Because if you're going to make this subtle change to college sports, to this whole NIL and pro model, which I am for, I support it. I, I, I'm fully behind it. I, I understand. So it's not that I'm anti-NIL. No, 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 no. I'm anti-hypocrisy. <laughs> we can't we can't have it our way sometimes. Like we gotta like if we're gonna if we're gonna fully embrace this pro model. Then we gotta go. We gotta take it all the way. We gotta take it all the way. And Governor Newsom was kind of naive because he didn't see the duality of this whole change. He didn't see. He couldn't foresee 
the the this whole change and what this what nil could you know possibly the 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 floodgates that in the in the new doors that it can open up well ucla did usc did usc and ucla they're thinking like pro teams they're like uh, yeah we're we can go to a new conference and double or triple the amount of revenue that we're break that we're making. So that's all USC and UCLA. That that's all they're gonna do. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna triple their revenue and they're upgrading and going to the Big Ten. Just like how owners leave a certain town and go to a new one. I just think that's pretty simple, right? I think that's pretty simple. I just want people to understand, <clears throat> including Governor Newsom. I don't, I don't, I don't feel no type of way about him because uh, he's in California, so he doesn't really affect me. But I just want people to know, like, there is dominoes. Like, okay, you open the door with nil. Like I said, which I'm in full, I'm, I'm in full support of. Great. I, I agree with nil. I like it. I think there should be obviously the NCAA. They're gonna have to figure out some like some boundaries and so forth, um, and setting some parameters. But the idea of NIL, the pro model of college sports, I'm for it. I'm with it. But there comes different dominoes that sometimes people forget or they don't realize, and like, oh, well, well. NIL, it's a pro model. So, yeah, so, you know, owners, they leave for bigger cities sometimes. Owners, and in in college sports, this time, it's not a city. It's just a conference. Colleges, institutions, they're going to leave for bigger and better conferences. No pun intended. The Big Ten. UCLA, they're going to the Big Ten. USC, they're going to the Big Ten. You know, it, it, it like that. That's just what it is. That that that's just what it is. And like I said, you know, Governor Newsom. Um, hopefully, he understands that this is what happens in pro sports, uh, and the whole NIL, you know, thing idea that he was that he was at the forefront of. This is what, this is what this is the the the, the many dominoes that's that's going to fall. This is what happens in pro sports. That's all. All right, so I think this is going to conclude uh, today's episode. It's been, I gave you guys, so the past, this past week, um, including this episode and the previous episode, I, I've given you guys a lot of content. This is this is good. I'm, I'm glad we're getting back to those. I know sometimes it could be a bit strenuous and, you know, a little long. An hour can be long, but I'm glad you guys hung in there with me, stuck in there with me. So uh, I'm, I think, like I said, I'm going to wrap it up right here. Um, hope you guys enjoyed today's content. I really had a lot. I had I had a lot of fun breaking down these contracts and stuff like that. I'm a I'm a numbers guy. I'm kind of a kind of weird when it comes to this type of stuff. So I I, I kind of enjoy this type of stuff when I'm able to talk these numbers and stuff like that and finding trends. That's that's something what I do. That's a little bit what I do sometimes. But um. Without further ado, I'm going to let you guys go. Hope you guys enjoyed. Always remember two choices, one decision. I'll be back this, uh, you know, obviously on Wednesday. Wednesday episode will drop. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's it. Shouts out to y'all. Thank you. Greatly appreciate it. Deuces. Peace. I'm out.